This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, it's William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Boss on, and our topic is, we've actually done this show uh, about a year ago. It have been a little bit more than that, but the current state of innovation and talent selection. So Boss has got a couple of case studies that we're going to run through, and uh, I can't wait. This is going to be fun. Boss, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself uh, to the audience? Of course. Well, my name is Bas van der Hattert. I am a Dutchman, and uh, one of the things I, uh, I consult with a lot of companies, and I train, and I speak, and one of the other things I do is I have an award and an event on selection and innovation in selection. And I think that's the topic of today, William. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Well, let's uh, let's start with, I know you had, uh, I think, three or four. Let's start with uh, your first story. Well, um, there are four nominations. Mm-hmm. And the very first company is PricewaterhouseCoopers. I think everybody will know them as one of the big four accountants. And uh, what they did was they uh, had this really cool tool and they're um, they're piloting it uh, where they, um, based on somebody's uh, facial expressions and actually some really great scientific research, which is done in there, not the the, the stuff which uh, your uh, Senate is now looking into the completely right, BS right, right, right. stuff. This is actual scientifically so validated on um, motivation, how actually motivated are people um, in order to get a job and uh, also how much how challenging it is for them to do a certain assessment which is really cool so they're not just looking at how do you perform at certain cognitive tasks but also how stressed are you and how challenging it is it for you and they've been able this tool which is called neurolytics been able to measure that based on basically your heart rate and they can now see your heart rate in specific veins in your face on a video camera and they keep on. And that's why I, I, uh, because I was very skeptical when it came to facial recognition and stuff like that. Of course. So uh, in the jury, uh, we drilled them really hard on how does this affect people of color? And they do every six months, they actually uh, uh, calibrate the algorithm again and see if there's any, potential bias in there and how they do this is for example because they're looking so much at heart rate they've got people actually doing the same task looking in the camera with the clips on their fingers to actually measure the heart rate and make sure that there's no bias in there right so Uh, what are they i mean motivation uh to get the job i I get that stress you know to understand uh i mean how one performs under stress but also how stressful is the assessment? Um, what do you think? What are they trying to learn? Like, I mean, I get with motivation, it's like the interest. Are you really interested? Are you just showing up? Did you apply to a hundred jobs? Like, what, are you really interested in this job? Like, I, I like, I mean, I totally get that. I mean, that one's 
crystal clear to me. It's like, I would love to know that. I, and <laughs> I wish, I wish there's like a bubble above people's heads <laughs> where I can really, really see into that. Like, do you really yeah. want this job? Like I get that part. Uh, the stress part, uh, it eludes me a little bit, but but explain. Well, no, they mostly look at in the motivation. That's the main driver of it, yeah. to be yeah. honest. And that's actually, and uh, I can share with you, they recently published an article in Nature on that, which is really interesting that based on uh, web experiences, uh, so on camera, recruiters actually use the same signals to look for motivation, but interpret them 180 degrees different. <laughs> so what a human sees as a motivated candidate in front of a webcam turns right. out to be an unmotivated one and the other way around. Fascinating research. Um, and they're also looking at um, one of the other things is working under pressure. So uh, if we put you under stress, how stress resilient are you? Which is, of course, something which in an accountant, you will get into stressful situations where you need to have a certain deadline, meet a certain deadline, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that what I get, I think it'd be more nuanced. I think probably in the future as that evolves, is that's more nuanced to the job, not necessarily the assessment, right? So mm-hmm. like so I could be stressed about an assessment, like, you know, someone puts a, you know, pre-calculus or a trigonometry assessment in front of me. Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit stressed because it's been a while. However, if my job is, you know, demand generation, yeah, I'm not stressed about that. So, you know what I mean? Like, like there's, I guess, stress isn't equal across those, those experiences. And I'm sure they're calibrating that over, over time to then be more experience based around the job, the role or whatever, whatever that is. Yeah, and that's why, and like I said, they're using it as a pilot, um, mm-hmm. and they've not—they're cool. not using it as a kickout criteria. Right, they're right, not right. deselecting anybody; they're just looking at the data right now on uh, uh, how is this working. And uh, what I found interesting is they're uh, starting the pilot in uh, the uh, digital team, where mm-hmm. everybody loves new technology. Right. So they've got a really good buy-in, and they're currently just looking at. What extra data can we gather from this? Yeah. And um, does this have any predictability? Um, And they are also, uh, if somebody scores a little bit lower on the engagement test, and it's not immediately kicking somebody out, but they will be probed a little more on the actual engagement with the job. Are you, do you really want this job? I love it. uh, what I found interesting, because of course I tried to test myself as well, I was not very engaged. Right. And I, I said that to them, and they literally said to me, Yeah, because everybody who ever demoed uh, us is less engaged, yeah. which is actually really logical because you're not applying to an actual job. That's right. So that's right. Of course that's, you score lower on your engagement. That's a, that's a fantastic, and that is truly, truly innovative. I love that. All right. Next story. So they they didn't win because, like I said, it's too much in a pilot. And one of the things my award looks at is actual results and, and, uh, uh, you know, specifics. Uh, The second one is the complete and total opposite. It's our uh, biggest um, pharmacy chain, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And what they've done is open hiring, the exact opposite of selection, but let's be very honest, innovation in selection could be selecting on less. And what they've actually said is, listen, we have such a hard time finding warehouse workers, like will probably resonate with everybody in the US as well who's looking for warehouse workers. 
So they said, um, show up, we'll show you around, we'll tell you what the job is, and in the end, you will get one question, do you want it? And if so, you can start tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I love this on so many levels. I love this. I mean, it, it's obviously going to work probably better in the hourly environment than it would in a professional environment, but I could see some some applications there. Yeah. Um, but I, I love this. First of all, show up. Like that's just a, you know, there's some basic stuff here. Show up at the place. Okay, cool. Now let's kind of a, not a day in the life, but a walkthrough, kind of a, kind of a mini walkthrough. Here's all the different things. Here's what you'd be doing. See this guy right here. Yeah. He's doing that job. She's doing the job. Okay. Do you want to do the job? <laughs> here's what it pays. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here's when you take your breaks, you know, like basic stuff. Do you want the job? Great. Uh, yeah. And if we're talking about results, uh, they hired uh, <laughs> Uh, 56 people of which about 50 would have said uh, they would have never applied for the job because they're sick and tired of getting rejected to anyone. Right. Right. This is so, I mean, I, I mean, again, in, 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 in certain industries, this is, this is just perfect. And it's, yeah. it's like taking them on a tour. It's, it's a hybrid of things we've seen in the past because we've done days in the life, but that's more on the professional side. This is actually taking it to the hourly market and saying, you know what? You skip the application stuff. Like just like just skip all that. <laughs> skip all those steps and phases and stuff. I'm sure there's probably some basic uh, background screening, especially no, with, no, no, we don't background screen in the Netherlands. Wow. That's no, but fantastic. that's I, that's actually all, all the background screens you do in the US, like drug testing, yeah, those yeah. are illegal uh, by law in the in the Netherlands. I mean, um, and oh, to be cool. honest. Since pot is legal in the Netherlands, it's kind yeah, of yeah. a problem. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, and again, like in a pharmacy environment, if they're going to have access to pharmacy, like behind the pharmacy. No, no, no. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, sorry, it's not a pharmacy. It's more a drugstore chain. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. My, my translation error. No, 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 no. It makes sense that, I mean, first of all, you could see this in food service. You could see this in hospitality. You can see this in a lot of, our, as you mentioned, warehouses, a lot of those hourly environments where they're struggling. Again, you know, just show up here, you know, 8 a.m., show up or 3 p.m., whatever the bid is, show up, we'll walk you through the thing, you'll ask questions, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll basically go back and forth, you'll see other people doing the job, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's a yes, no, yeah. <laughs> pretty and, simple. Well, and two, two things uh, uh, which is interesting, uh, which uh, uh, two lessons they learned, the uh, ghosting is as big as when uh, before they changed right. it to open hiring. Right. So there's no extra uh, uh, dropout rate. They're also now applying this to uh, actually front-end retail, so the, the, the staff in, in retail stores right. are also doing open hiring now. Um, and... Um, what they did notice was that your uh, regional brand is very important. So they tried an open hiring for their new location and the people showing up were so much less than in the uh, city where they've been for the past, I don't know, 60 or 80 years. Right. Where everybody knows they have a, a warehouse and they opened up a new warehouse and they were like, well, apparently it doesn't work as well there because... Um, People just don't know us yet. While they're one of the most well-known brands, right? Uh, they 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 weren't known as an employer, so it does help to have some some employer brand presence, so to say. You know, you know what's great about that is it's taken all the friction out of that process. 
it's just reduced it to very little. You, you either show up or you don't. And at the end of the bit, you either want the job or you don't. Like that's, that's about as frictionless of an environment yeah. <laughs> as you can create. I love All that. Right. Great. They story. also, they didn't win, but they, they uh, also had very, a lot of sympathy for the jury. Actually, all the cases had votes from the jury. It was as close as it gets. Um, but let's go on to the, the third one. It's sure. an insurance, a healthcare insurance firm. Okay. Um, and what they've done is they uh, implemented a supplier, a game-based assessment called Brains First. And um, they still do select on uh, a resume and uh, um, motivation, but um, uh, instead of uh, uh, really being screened out, uh, they immediately now get a brain-based test. And um, this is added to the resume and motivational letter or cover letter. And um, from there, uh, those who seem suitable are invited for uh, a day where um, there's, you know, the normal process. Right. Um, and the what, brain-based test is a cognitive ability? Yeah, it's it's cognitive ability, but not uh, a general cognitive ability. It is It measures every cognitive part right. uh, you've got. They measure over 55 different cognitive abilities. While uh, what we usually see, if, you, if we do a cognitive ability test, it measures about four. Right. Turns out you have many, many more. And they build an actual brain profile. So they also look at your inhibition, which is very oh, low at my end. They look at your uh, anticipation. They look at uh, everything uh, uh, which you can possibly look at. Um, uh, the test, by the way, comes from professional sports uh, originally. Um, and what they now see is that they are looking differently uh, at uh, people. And they've mainly saw the male-female diversity for this traineeship increase. Now, you're probably thinking they hired more women, but it turned out that all of their trainees for the past years were women. For some reason, they kept on hiring female trainees. Hmm. Um, and uh, they were lucky if one guy entered uh, the, the, uh, the traineeship uh, from after the selection round. And right now, uh, because they always hire five uh, trainees uh, every six months, it's always a two-three uh, uh split either two male men or two women but they've they see now because they see the qualities and um what i thought really awesome about this uh, uh process is that because they know based on your cognitive abilities your strengths and your weaknesses they are able to coach you better as a trainee on your weaknesses when you're going into a project where they know you're going to uh, uh, not be as good as you probably right. would have hoped to right, be. Right. So it's not playing on your strengths. It's playing some of these weaknesses. You're going to be teased out. Sometimes a couple of questions, uh, boss. Mm -hmm. One is, is cognitive ability uh, here in the States usually gets equated to IQ. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, obviously it doesn't really talk about a whole lot about EQ and you've, you've actually, with this particular assessment, it's looking at 55 different things, inhibitions, as, as you mentioned, yeah. a bunch of other things. What, what, you know, what's, first of all, what do we get wrong about cognitive ability and what have they gotten right 
Well, a cognitive ability is a very ambiguous term. Yeah, um, yeah. You said we usually say cognitive abilities IQ. EQ is also cognitive ability. Right. Those are actually six other building blocks. Right. And then there's this immense amount of building blocks in your brain. I call them building blocks, uh, cognitive abilities, you know, which are also there, which we usually don't even measure. For right. example, stress resilience is a cognitive ability. Um, not useful for those who ever thought of IQ, uh, basically the, the, the professors, but very important for things like, I don't know, Formula One driver or yeah, yeah, um, yeah. air traffic controller, yeah. you know? And uh, so all of these things matter. And what they've done is they've got a few neuroscientists and they've, who actually know how the brain works. And those guys said, yeah, it's all good and you know, it's all fine that, that those people kept on talking about cognitive ability is IQ, but IQ is like a tenth of your complete cognitive profile. Let's see those other 90% and let's find tests to measure those and let's build complete and total brain profiles. Because um, like I said, this comes from professional sports and I know you're a big soccer mm -hmm. fan. Right. Um, they come from soccer. Um, they've been used by... Um, all the major soccer teams now in, in, in Europe. Ajax has recently been using them. PSV has been using them for a long time, but uh, Red Bull Salzburg has been using them. Um, I know, and this won't resonate to many of your uh, um, listeners, but Arsene Wenger was one of their very oh, yeah. first supporters uh, who, who said, listen, if you guys can pull this off, I'm your client. Unfortunately, they got the signs after he left Arsenal, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so, and what they've done is they said, listen, those IQ parts of, of uh, um, uh, uh, cognitive ability don't really have any value in soccer. So let's see which other parts of right. cognitive ability right. do. Right. And that's how they started working with uh, uh, two, the two universities in Amsterdam, because we've got two of them. And uh, that's actually the chief science officer comes from one of them and their chief technology officer comes from the other one. And this is, they literally put people under MRIs while playing their games to see which parts of the brain lit up, to see uh, which cognitive ability is being accessed to do a certain task. Oh, I love this. Now, do they, uh, or did you know if they did any baseline with organizations like to understand successful people will use uh, IX as, as an example? Um, Absolutely. With, did they understand kind of, okay, there are more successful players in different positions, obviously. This is kind of their brain profile, et cetera. Do, yeah. What does that look like? Yeah, no. Um, for soccer, yes, they actually have a lot of uh, Champions League uh, right. level players in there. So they now match uh, youth player brains to saying, listen, this guy really looks like um, well, I, I'm sure he's not in there, but Lionel Messi brain-wise, so he's going to be a genius <laughs> player. Um, I have an idea. They, they won't tell me which 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 top players are in there. That's that's the trade secret. They won't even share right, with me after a lot of beer. But I actually know who partnered with them, so I got a few ideas. But that's a different story again. But um, so for soccer, yes, uh, I know the air traffic control works with them and they also did their right. testing as well. Baseline, um, create a baseline, understand kind of what success looks like internally, yeah. high performers, etc. And then and, and, 
Yeah, and for VGZ, they did that as well. They just looked at, uh, basically, what they did was they looked at which trainees are actually staying at the company, you know, and, and who, who, who leaves straight after. Right. Um, so they, they had a, a long, they, they're well, also used. Who stays and who's the most productive, right? So who stays is one criteria that you yeah. do care about, loyalty. Um, but if they're an underperformer or, or just not great, you know, you kind of care about that. You're going to, it's going to be a bunch yeah. of things. Like you said, it's going to be a matrix of things that you care about, but understanding what success looks like in your organization position yeah. by and position. And then using this, I mean, 55 different criteria is amazing. Is there, do you think that that's, that's that, that number grows over time? No, no. As far as I that's know, it. they really, they literally got what they call the cognitive building blocks. They say they got them all. That's it. Um, That's, this uh, is the genome of, of building blocks. Okay. Yeah, and and what, uh, as far as I know, oh. it does. Um, they are still matching them together, like which interact with which right. and build a trade. Because, right. like I said, this is, these are Lego blocks. Now, which Lego blocks do I put on each other to build an actual cognitive trade or ability? Right. And those can differ also for for different uh, jobs. Now, in the case of of VGZ, this this uh, insurance company, they. Uh, did not have any performance data because it's 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 really hard to right, know, you know when is the trainee genuinely successful because it wasn't the management traineeship it's it's a, a traineeship as in you will learn to find your way within our company you know you um, you'll you'll get uh, in three years time you'll get six different projects and then you can decide where you want to go with your your uh, uh, life basically right. um so it's really difficult to have actual hard performance data on that yeah but over time they'll have more of that and yeah. so they'll i mean just over time this is just crisper uh, yeah. and sharper just with more data all right and, and what i loved about this one sorry is is that um every candidate gets their um, personal brain profile with their oh, strengths and their cool. weaknesses so every rejection and we're talking about uh, um a hundred candidates that actually did the game and right. only 16 were invited to the day and five were hired. So all of those hundred people got what uh, some of them literally described as a present to know one's strengths and weaknesses. Um, and I was actually in the jur jury session, there was actually a trainee who was hired through this. So they didn't come show up with their HR director. They showed up with a trainee who actually could tell how he experienced it. And of course he got hired and he said, yeah, you know, my roommate actually got rejected and she was still very positive about the entire experience. Yeah, because there's something there for them. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I loved about this. Also, they, again, they didn't win, but they were received very positively by the judges. And the fourth case is uh, a company called Building Heroes. Okay. Now, they use the exact same technology. So the same technology provider, Brains First, is behind this. But uh, And the reason they won, by the way, is because they simply have more actual performance of the tool to show for. Right. Um, and what Building Heroes does is also a traineeship. Um, and because this tool selects on potential, it's quite logical that most of their, their clients are in the traineeship world or the, the graduate world. Um, and what they, they're a staffing firm in the building industry. And what they say is we do a, a staffing traineeship. So you get a three-year program. And in those three years, you will do a different job at a different company for one year at a time. 
And you're able to figure out, am I more of a calculator or am I more of a, a foreman or, you know, what is it that I want to do with in the building industry, in the construction industry? And uh, what they found was next to the fact that they now are able to better place, again, people on their strengths and see talents, which they didn't see as well. And this is the actual ROI. They have seen since they started using this assessment, a 60% less attrition. Huh. That's worth it right there. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. and, and not only that, but you you're, you're the, the, I mean, that's one sign, obviously, but it's it's also uh, that's people going out the door, but it's people staying in the door that are more productive. So it's it's a bunch of other things that that uh, I love about this, and then they're sitting on more data, so it just makes more sense. Yeah, um, and one one of the stories, if I can can yeah, share a story yeah, with you, course. which uh, uh, one of their consultants uh, was telling with us, she said, "Listen, we've got this guy, and everybody in the, at a building site foreman, we think you know the extrovert, the yeller, the you know that's the that's the typical foreman uh, uh, right type, right? And he we had this really introverted." really smart guy and uh, for his second chair in the traineeship he came to me and said yeah i am thinking i might want to become a foreman but you'll probably laugh at me she said well no because based on your brain profile i think you have all the skills to become a foreman you're just not going to be the yelling type right you know but you'll be an excellent foreman because based on our most successful foreman you have every trade it needs. You're, you, you're like close to the perfect match to a foreman. But without this data, because he is so introverted, they would have probably never given him a chance. And he's I succeeding try. now. And now, <clears throat> instead of the employee having the courage to then ask about that, they can then be more proactive or based on the brain profile and reach out to people that's internal mobility. They can reach out to those people and say, listen, your profile actually suggests that you'd be good at these other three positions. If you're, if you're ever thinking you'd like to do something like that, let's explore it. Like they, so based on that brain profile, especially over time with more data across the organization, this could actually be used as a proactive tool, not just on the selection side, but also on the internal mobility side. Absolutely. And they, they've been using this tool for four years now, and that's why wow. they have enough data to actually understand, you know, what does a foreman look like? What does a calculator look like from a cognitive perspective? And uh, like I said, day one, because they've got the best ROI, 60% reduction. Their biggest challenge right now, by the way, is their clients, because they say we would love to stop hiring on uh, graduates, uh, right. on diplomas, on past uh, work experience. There's no reason for us to do that because we now know what a talent looks like. Right. But right. all of our clients say, listen, if he didn't finish his college uh, in, uh, or his uh, university, uh, we're not going to put him in a position like that. So right. their biggest challenge is uh, their customers because yeah, they don't that's just over time though that changes again with success that yeah, just changes they're... the perception of that those things are important and they they can be important depending on the, the brain profile it's 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 like one of the spokes and a much larger wheel Mas, uh this has been wonderful as always uh i love these stories i think we need to do this every year because i learned something so thank you so much for carving out time for us today thank you for having me william 
Absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at Recruiting.